welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help you make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. This is episode number one, and today we're going to be talking about how my own pet business, Preferred Pet Partners, came to be when my life took a wrong turn and ended up in an amazing place. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip, and let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast with Eliza, your pet business coach. I often get the question, how did you get into the pet care business? And I tell people, I love animals. Well, that's not true. At least it's not entirely true. Let's face it, it would have been a pretty stupid career choice if I didn't like animals. I did start out on the animal track. I graduated in 1990 with a degree in zoology and a dream of working with animals. But as often happens, I couldn't find a job. I couldn't find any job, much less one with animals. I did finally accept a job offer that had nothing to do with animals. And that first job led to another and another, and before I knew it, I was off and running down a career path. And it was exciting. I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was following my career wherever it led me. In 25 years, I moved with my husband to eight different states and four different countries. I was on fire career-wise. I was also 50 pounds overweight and suffering from chronic exhaustion from working 12 to 14 hour days. However, none of that mattered because I felt like I was on the path I was meant for. In 2013, I reached what I thought was the pinnacle of my career. I was the vice president of operations for a consumer products company. I had over 500 people reporting to me. I had the corner office. I had the title, the money. I felt like I had it all. Things were going well when in 2014, my company took on a large piece of business that quite honestly, we were unprepared to handle. The project was huge and we just didn't have the infrastructure to pull it off. Predictably, the project went south whatever could go wrong went wrong and my team was amazing they did everything they possibly could to turn it around but they just couldn't get there ultimately the company decided they needed to show our client that they were serious about making a change and that change was me i got fired i remember it well it was early morning companies tend to fire people when no one else is around And in truth, I had seen it coming, but I think I was still in a little bit of shock. It felt, quite honestly, and you'll understand this if you've been in this position, it felt like I'd been hit in the face with a big rock. I left the building, and for whatever reason, I didn't go to my car. I started walking instead, and after a couple of blocks, I came across a big open field. I stood in the middle of that field for a few moments trying to decide what to do. I looked down and for whatever reason, a big rock caught my eye. I actually have that big rock to this day. And that rock spoke to me. It said, get up. They can hit you in the face with a big rock, but you will always get back up, always. So I picked up my rock, I went to my car and I went home. Now, don't get me wrong, I was devastated. My career for most of my adult life had defined me. 
I fell apart. I didn't see how I could ever bounce back, let alone find another career-defining job like the one I'd had. But what choice did I have? I began a job search. I was well north of 40 years old at this point, and jobs were scarce for everyone. And honestly, I was a senior citizen in the eyes of the job market. Eventually, I accepted a position for half the money and a fraction of the responsibility. I could have kept looking. My husband and I were okay financially, but I told myself that the opportunity was a good one and that I had successfully gotten back up. It's really amazing what we can make ourselves believe when we want to. The truth is I was hiding. I was hiding from failure, but I was also hiding from success. So fast forward two years, I'm doing well at work. I like my coworkers. Everything seems to be back on track. And one day I'm sitting at my desk watching TV. And let me explain that. This was one of those companies that espoused the concept of large, open, collaborative workspaces. And what this translates to is a field of desks as far as you can see. So picture, if you're old enough, the miles of secretarial desks in the typing pools in the 1950s. In the middle of the space, there was this giant screen TV playing a continuous loop of PowerPoint slides with things like the company's values, goals, and mission. So I'm sitting there watching the TV. I mean, how could I not? It's a giant TV in front of my desk. And there's a slide with a bullet point list of ethics telling me exactly how to be a better person. I'm staring at this slide and suddenly I felt ill. I mean, throw up on my shoes ill. Not only did I want to throw up, I was also gripped with the absolute certainty that I was in the wrong place. Luckily, I didn't barf on my shoes, but I couldn't shake that sick feeling that I was lost and I needed to do something about it immediately. This was my aha moment. Now, despite absolute clarity that something needed to change, what to change was considerably less clear. I had honestly no idea what to do. So I went home that night and I told my husband that I needed to make a change. So I started searching, not for a job, but for a path. And I like to read. I read a lot. So I literally Googled books on what to do if you feel like you're in the wrong place. What I stumbled on was more than a book. What I found was an entire subculture on encore entrepreneurs. And for those of you who don't know what that term means, an encore entrepreneur is someone who chooses to start their own business, their first own business, when they're over 50 years old. It's sort of like an entrepreneurial midlife crisis. So fast forward another couple of days, I was sitting at my desk at work again, and I was again watching the giant TV, and the mission, vision, and values were streaming across it in front of me. And I suddenly realized that those mission, vision, and values streaming at me eight hours a day were great, but they weren't my mission, vision, and values, and they were never going to be. So that night, I went home and I told my husband that I wanted to be a dog walker. More specifically, that I was going to start my own pet care business. Now remember, at the time, I was successful in a well-paying, challenging job with people I enjoyed. 
Not to mention, I knew nothing about starting a business. Oh, and by the way, I was 50 years old. None of that mattered. You could have told me I'd need to walk across fire and eat glass, and it wouldn't have mattered. I just knew I needed to take the first step, and I could figure it out from there. So that's what I did. I dove headfirst into figuring it out. And honestly, there were times where it felt like walking through fire. In June of 2017, I launched Preferred Pet Partners. 79 days later, I didn't have one client. Not one. But one came, and another, and another. One year to the day later, I left the corporate world to run Preferred Pet Partners full-time. When I stepped out the door, I felt like I was going to throw up. There's probably a theme here. It was terrifying. It's still terrifying, but it was also amazing, and I've never looked back. Today, less than three years in, Preferred Pet Partners has revenue in the healthy six figures and is growing rapidly. I have 10 sitters and walkers working for me with over 200 human clients and 400 furry clients. So maybe you're in a job you don't like, Maybe you're in a relationship that isn't working for you or you feel like it's holding you back. Maybe you're spending too much time doing things that aren't important. Maybe you've had your aha moment and maybe it's already brewing. I have two pieces of advice for you. The first one is find your rock. You're going to have that really bad day where it feels like you've been knocked down repeatedly. You need to find your rock in whatever form it takes. I have my rock. It's traveled with me through four house moves. This rock does not go in the moving truck. It rides in the cab up front with me. It's that important. It sits by my desk while I work, and on difficult days, it sits on top of my desk within reach and within view. My second piece of advice is take a first step. It doesn't have to be big. It could be a phone call. It could be writing down a list of what you enjoy doing. It could be telling someone else what you plan to do, but it should be physical, meaning don't just sit there silently thinking about it. Chances are you've already spent a lot of time sitting there silently thinking about what you want to do. Physically, go out and take that first step today. So that's it. That's how Preferred Pet Partners got started. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. You can also find me at thepetbusinesscoach.dog or check out my blog at imnotthekidnextdoor.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.